We're we're in First John, chapter five, verse four. For what's so, um, verse three? For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. If if you if you love God, then His commandments are not grievous. Because when you when you when you get saved, you get a new heart. You get born again. And I'm saying this over and over. I say it all week. I say it all month, every month, because I want you to know that there's many in the church that never got born again. They never got that new heart. And I want to ask you, did you get a new heart when you was born again? Did you start seeing things different? Did you start loving people that you never loved before? Did you make different decisions? Did did you start changing what you watched on TV? Did you start turning the radio station off and start changing it to a a different station? What did did anything change about you when you got saved? Did anything change? You see when when you have Christ as your Lord and Savior, you could overcome anything and everything in your life. Don't tell me. I had a guy tell me he's been trying for 40 years to quit cussing. 40 years. And says he's a Christian. See, my God ain't that weak. See, a lot of times they, they call on our God a liar. They say, oh, I, I, I've been trying uh, 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 not to sleep around. I've been trying not to drink. I've been trying not to lie. You see, when you get saved, you can do all these things because the power of God is inside of you. But it's you that don't want to stop doing them. The Bible says in John chapter 3 that men hate the light but love the darkness. See, you still loving some of that darkness. A lot of times people, they get stranded in the middle and they want everything that God wants to give them. They want the blessings and they want all the, the wonderful gifts of the Spirit, but yet they don't want to surrender and let go of that pride or let go of the, the, the things they watch on TV or they don't want to let go of that cussing, that dirty mouth. There's a lot of things they don't want to let go of, but yet they say they're a child of God when they ain't keeping his commandments. The very first chapter in this book says, Let the word of God be true, but every man be a liar. It says it in Romans also. I want you to understand, we are called to keep his commandments. And I want you to understand while I'm preaching this at where this close to Christmas. Because a lot of people love the baby Jesus, but they don't like the grown-up Jesus. They don't like the one that grew up and told them how to live and what they could do and what they couldn't do. They don't like that Jesus. See, if you love that Jesus, he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And this verse right here just said the commandments are not grievous. Is it grievous for you to have to go to church? Are you like, oh man, I gotta go to church again? Is it grievous for you to uh, have to be nice to somebody? Man, I don't want to be nice to this person. The Bible says to love your neighbor 
See, these things should be grievous to you. You should be excited about going to church. You should be loving your neighbors as you love yourself. Do you know that Christ died for you while you were yet in your sins, but yet you want Christ to forgive you, but you can't forgive somebody else? You want Christ to love you, but you can't love somebody else? You want Christ to bless you, but you can't bless somebody else? Are you a one-way street? You want everything, but you can't give nothing? The Bible says you must keep his commandments. And he said, my disciples are known by the love that they have one for another. Do you have that love? Because if you have that love, then he said you can overcome this world. Is the love of God in you. He said, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Oh, do you have that faith in Jesus Christ? Do you have that faith that overcomes the world? Do you look at Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, and, and here you are, you're in a bind, and you say, well, Lord, I, I, you rescued me one time, and I'm going to have the faith that you're going to bring me out again. Or are you like a double-minded man and unstable in all your ways whenever you know Jesus brought you through something one time, but here you're in another pickle and you start worrying and biting your t uh, your fingernails and, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, I don't know, because you won't trust him again. He said, even our faith. See, without faith, according to Hebrews 11, without faith, it is impossible. Without faith. It is impossible to please God. I want you to know that. He says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe in all your heart and soul that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin? Do you believe with all your heart and soul that he grew up to have a ministry? And because of his ministry, they, they hung him on a cross. And he died a cruel death. On that cross. Do you believe that Jesus Christ died on a cross? Do you believe that he was resurrected three, three days later? Seen by over 500. Do you believe that on the 40th day he ascended into heaven? And do you believe that he sits at the right hand side of the Father? Do you believe these things? Do you believe them? Or do you just know them? Do you believe them to be true? In all your heart, do you stand on it? Can you believe it? He says, Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For these for there are thee, thee that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Now, I'm going to stop right there and tell you something. You just heard him talk about a trinity. 
Listen to it again. For there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, it's a capital W, which means you're talking about Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Now, I don't understand the Trinity, but I believe it with all my heart. I've heard explanations, I've heard sermons on it, but listen to me. There's a lot of things in the Bible I don't understand, but I believe every one of them by faith. I believe them. He says, This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood, and it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in the, in the earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For, the, for this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. So in other words, God is greater than the preacher that is telling you about it. Amen. It's, it's, just, it's sounding complicated, but that's as simple as you can make it. And this is the record that God has given to unto us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Man, that ought to make you wake up this morning and shout for joy that eternal life is found in Jesus Christ. Last week, I talked about being found in Jesus, being found in the ark. Are you in Jesus Christ? Do you pray? Do you have a relationship? Do you walk with him? Do you talk with him? Or is he just a Sunday morning thing? A Wednesday night thing? A Sunday night thing? Do you walk with him all week long? I hope you do. I pray you do. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. That's as simple as it gets. If you have Jesus Christ, you have life. If you don't have Jesus Christ, you don't have life. And he's talking about life in heaven. If you don't have Jesus Christ, you're going to have a death. And that death will be a place called hell. It'll be a place where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. Let me tell you a quick story while I got time. The other day there was a man at Forest General Hospital. And... and he said that he just sat up and died. And the nurse was saying how she ran there and she jumped on him and she started pounding on his chest. And, well, he didn't remember none of that. But what he did remember was that he was in a place called hell. He said, I, I felt the fire and I seen millions of people running and moving and, and, and writhing in pain. Just He said it was horrible, the screaming, the smell, and the pain that he felt. He said, Brother Danny, I can't even explain that pain. You see, this man was an atheist his whole life. This man hated talking about God. Didn't believe in it one bit. And he was headed to that very hell that God showed him.
But you see, when he woke up, he had a change of mind. He asked his niece if she knew anybody that would hear his story and believe him and wouldn't make fun of him or judge him. So she called my wife and asked my wife would I go up there. And of course, I said yes. And he told me this story and he asked me if I believed it. I said, absolutely, I believe your story. Because if I didn't believe there was a hell, I wouldn't preach there was a Jesus. You see, I preach to keep people out of hell. I don't preach that you have a new car. I don't preach that you have a new house. I don't preach that you get cured of whatever it is that ails you. I preach that your soul makes heaven. No matter what happens on this earth, the only thing that's going to matter at the end of this life is, is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's it. That's the most important thing that matters in this life. I preach that you may not go to hell, that you may have life. And that life is found only in the Son of God and Jesus Christ. Oh, if you listen to what's going on in the world today, they got so many different movements coexisting. Jesus was Buddha. Jesus was Allah. Jesus was Muhammad. No, Jesus was Jesus. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man can come unto the Father by me. And right here we're studying where it says that if you have Jesus, you have life. If you have not Jesus, you have no life. I want you to fall in love with Jesus Christ. Not only do I want you to know him, but I want you to fall in love with him. That you may have eternal life with him. The greatest present you could get for Christmas is salvation. Every other present you get is going to rust. It's going to break. It's going to fade away. It ain't going to fit in a couple of weeks or a couple of months or whatever. But salvation will be with you for eternity. The greatest gift you can receive is salvation. He said, these things have I written unto you that you believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Oh, now listen to this. You see, Christ came not only that he may be our sacrifice, he became, he took our punishment he redeemed us. He justified us. He paid a price for us. We, he, he owns us. Amen. But he also died to be the priest. That he can hear our prayers. We no longer have to go to a priest. We no longer have to take a sacrifice to a priest. Listen to this. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything, here's the trick though, according to his will, he heareth us. Oh, do you pray according to God's will? Or do you pray according to your will? He said, if, he said and if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we desired of him. So if we're praying in the will of God, we know that we're going to have the things that we ask of him if you're praying in his will. 
He said, If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not the sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. Let me read that again. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. I want you to understand that all unrighteousness, you know, you know what's right from wrong. I don't have to sit here and tell you that lying's wrong, that cheating's wrong, that stealing's wrong. You know fornication, homosexuality, you know these things are wrong. And if you've been born again, you got a conscience, you got a Holy Spirit that's telling you it's wrong. I don't have to sit there and tell you that. You know it's wrong. But if you are born of God, you are not committing those sins. It says you sinneth not. It doesn't mean you'll be perfect, but it means you'll be mature and you you won't be going around deliberately sinning. Paul said, let not sin have dominion over your life. He said, and we know that we are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. Oh, we know this whole world lies in wickedness. Every TV show, every commercial, everything you see is promoting fornication, adultery, homosexuality. They're promoting uh, uh, any anything you can think of. Everything they do is against the Bible. Everything they do is against the Word of God. It is against us. There's a spiritual attack against the children of God. There's a spiritual attack against Jesus Christ. The world hates us. We live in a wicked world that despises the Christian. But I'm telling you, you have overcome this world. And you need to get out there and tell people the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't have a spirit of fear. He said, and we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Now listen to how he ended this. He said, little children, he's talking about Christians. He's not talking about babies and and birthdays. He's talking about Christians. Keep yourself from idols. Man, we got a bunch of idols these days. We got TVs are idols. Facebooks are idols. Them games on Facebooks are idols. We got work can be idol. Anything that keeps you from God is an idol. Amen. I'm going to close in prayer. We got Brother Don coming on. And uh, I, I want you to know that if you're a child of God, you have overcome this world, but you're going to have to keep fighting. You got to start telling people about Jesus. Amen. Father God in heaven, we thank you. We love you and we praise you. 
And Father, we thank you for all your many wonderful blessings. We thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you did on Calvary's cruel cross. We thank you that you did it perfect, and God accepted you as the atonement of our sins. Lord Jesus, be with us in this wicked world that we may keep ourselves from, from sin, that we may be walking holiness, and that we can tell people about you. Let us have the strength and the courage, the fortitude to preach the gospel from everywhere we live and everywhere we work, to tell them about you. Father, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Brother Don's on his way.